0: we're excited about what God's doing. God's doing crazy good things. And he's got a great plan for each and every one of your lives. You know, I think sometimes uh, when we talk about, you know, if, if you had a motto for life, if we had a motto, you know, our, our motto would be cheerfully pleasing God. We, we want to live a life that really pleases God. Don't you want to live a life that pleases God? Amen. Uh, Sometimes I think the way we think, we forget that we don't think the way God thinks. According to Isaiah, Isaiah said, uh, you know, thus saith the Lord, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. That's not a put down. It's an invitation up. God asking you to come on now, change the way you think and start thinking my way. And sometimes I think in our thought process, when we think about pleasing someone or pleasing God, it, it becomes, you know, a performance mindset. That it's what I do that determines whether or not God's pleased, but you got to remember that's your way of thinking. See, that's what pleases you is when people do what you want. But God's way it isn't based on your performance, because we have Christ's performance that that we're attached to. It, it, it doesn't make any difference what you do, you know, in in that sense, whether or not you're going to be pleasing to God. It, how you please God is by Trusting God. You you, got to get out of out of performance and into the realm of trust where you take your life and and everything that you have and you put it in the hand of God and you just relax and, and you just say, You know what? You've got this, God. The Lord is on my side. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Every tongue that rises against me I can condemn. This is the heritage of the children of the living God. You know, I, I've got promises in the word of God that I sow into the soil of my heart. And then I just stand there and, and, and I just learn to trust God at 1631 in the message. Put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Then you'll live life the way you're supposed to and your whole house, too. We've got to learn to trust God. Hello? You know, how are you, how are you going to please God? You're just going to trust it. See, what, what it is is that you, you take all this time and all this effort and, 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 and you, you, you invest in God's word, you learn God's word, and then, st- you know, you take this stand and then something happens. And so often what we do is we back off. We, 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 we allow circumstances to shape our beliefs instead of standing there while our beliefs shape our circumstances. We in short we give up cave in we quit way too early we back away and we call ourselves people of faith well romans 10:17 faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god I I heard my whole life faith cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh and cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing the more the the more you hear the word of God the more faith grows in you and that faith that that faith takes you to a place but you know what if you never transition past that the enemy's got he's got a scheme he's got a plan and it comes in and the wind begins to blow and stuff begins to happen and you step back you have a tendency to step back and say well I, I guess it didn't work and you give up too early sometimes moments before your real breakthrough. Yeah, I mean, just before, you know, having a relational victory, we we, we elect to go with divorce instead. Just before our business goes to the next level, we we decide, you know what, it'd just be easier for bankruptcy. Just before before you you, you tap into knowledge and wisdom that helps you succeed and excel, we decide, you know what, it just isn't worth it. We've We've got to learn to hang in there. Hebrews ten thirty five. I think we got this one, right? Put it on the screen. I think we got it. There it is. Cast not therefore away your confidence. Don't throw away your confidence. Don't let go of your confidence. Don't don't let it don't let it be ripped from your grip. Don't cave in so early. Don't don't give up. You know, you, you take all that time and you invest all that, that energy into getting the word of God in you and, and then you act shocked because it's it faces opposition. Well, if God were in it, it would just begin to work out. No, because God's in it, hell's attracted to it. Come on, help me this morning. You know, read the guys that traveled with Jesus. They all end up in storms. Everybody that hangs out with Jesus, you know, has got to go got to go through some warfare. We we act as if this christian life is is like a recreation room no it's a battlefield and you, you got to be ready to fight you got to fight for your family you got to fight for your health you got to fight for your finances you got to fight for just to just to keep peace of mind you got to be willing to fight and people who aren't ready for that you know well well you know i guess if god wants it to happen he'll make it happen because god's in control god put you in control that's a scary thought (laughs) you know we we, we just give up so fast it doesn't take anything to to cause us to just back off and, and and to walk away and i'm here today to tell you that you we're just missing one ingredient trust Don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense. The reward is tied to your confidence. The confidence is developed in your faith. You study the word of God. You get the promises of God. You begin to stand on the promises of God. And the reward is tied to that. But look at verse 36. It says, for you have need of patience. Everybody say patience. I hate patience. I don't even like going to Jack in the Box because it just takes too long. Remember when they opened the jack-in-the-box over here by what's now Kohl's? We had, uh, Shelby and I had taken another couple out to dinner where we were going to a movie, and they hadn't eaten dinner, and she wanted, to, you know, it was new, and she wanted to go in there, and, and, and I had a moment of weakness. I was nice, and, and, and I pulled in there, and there's cars in front of us, and, and, and a car pulling behind me, and, I, you know, you drive by there and look. There's retainer walls. You ain't going anywhere. And I don't know what was going on, but they didn't have the system down yet. And it was like 40 minutes we sat in there. I had to get born again three times while we were in that line. And, and so for us, we're you have You have need of patience. Good God, help me. You know, patience. I like everything now. I mean, right now. Shelby and I have bought two or three houses in our marriage. We, we've bought two or three houses. Every, every time they closed the day, I bought them. It's a deal deal breaker for me. it just got to close. When? Now. Well, we can't do that. Okay, thanks for showing us the house. See you later. Because, you know, I just don't want to waste time on that stuff. I got other things to do. (laughs) You have need of patience. The word patience. The word patience. We need to understand what that means. It means to remain the same till the end. To remain the same till the end you know if you've been around very long you've heard a lot of these scriptures you know that god declares the end at the beginning proverbs 14 12 there's a way that seemeth right to a man but the end is messed up we 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 get so focused on the way we forget the end And, and if we just focus on the end and let god direct the way we could remain the same all the way to the end see we we take all this time and do all this work to grow our faith and to get the scriptures down and to stand but then we don't we don't remain the same we we change our mind in the middle we say well i i guess it's not working i guess it's not producing i guess it's not true and i'm here today to tell you god's word will not return into him without accomplishing the very thing that he sent it forth to accomplish that when you can stand he will produce what he promised but you have need of patience you have, you have need of patience. You, you can't be changing all the time. You can't be on that roller coaster up one day and down the next, you know, yo-yo Christians, right? And, and, and we wonder why our life isn't really compelling and, and, you know, why we don't have more impact. And uh, we, we understand. See, it's the goodness of God, Romans says it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. It's the goodness of God that that, that draws us to connect in the first place. And and it's the love of God that moves us to, to go beyond just connecting, but to committing. Now we make a commitment to God because of his love. His love is so good. You know, we sang this morning, I'm amazed. Aren't you amazed at how much God loves you? I mean, you know stuff about you that you're just praying to God nobody ever finds out. And he knows it, and he's still loving you. And, he, and, and he's not basing his heart towards you on what you've done. He's looking at you through Christ. And so you, the love of God's growing, and, you, and it, it releases the Spirit of God to inspire you to complete. Now, now you're getting beyond yourself, and, 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 and you're out there, and, and, and you know, you're doing stuff like ShareFest. And you, you know, come on, get real. Most of us, you know, we look at the ShareFest projects, and we're wondering, how, you know, why aren't all these people at my house? You know, have you seen my yard? My yard needs help, and, and we, you know, we, we, we live for us. But then you, you, you get kind of past that, and it's the Spirit of God working in you that allows you to complete one another. But it's the life of God, it's God life, that empowers us to be compelling, to, to reach those that don't even know they want God. It's to have that, it's to have that you know to 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 live a life that's compelling to 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 have god life pumping through your veins so that when when storms come it doesn't even phase you when the challenges are there see if we focus on the challenge and we look at the problem and and we forget the goodness of god and because of the trouble because of the chaos because of the storm we we begin to second guess what we've been Training ourselves in in the Word of God. We we begin to to give doubt and and to wonder if it's true. And we back off. And some of you today, I know, just by the Spirit of God, I I know that you're you're in situations where where you're, you're you're trying to stand. And today I just want to tell you, don't give up. You have need of patience. For after you've done the will of God, what's that? To trust Him. To just trust him, to believe him, to not back down, to not cave in, to not give up, to not quit—just believe him. Well, you know, the doctor says I'm dying, but but God says I will not die, but live and declare the goodness of my King. But I'm getting sicker. Stand there, anyways. Stand. You know. You know. It's, it's kind of like getting in the in, in the boxing mat, in the ring. You know, you gotta go. Wouldn't you rather? Wouldn't you rather, with courage, get beaten? than to run like a sissy. I mean, come on. Yeah, I'd rather just have my hiney handed to me than to live the rest of my life saying, he ran. Don't cave in. Don't give up. Don't quit. You have need of patience. Just stay the same. Don't back off the work. Sometimes what you need to do, you know, you, you... you just need to shut up because we're saying so many stupid things that take us out of alignment with God. Amos three, three, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So that, that should just tell us right there that to walk successfully with God, we got to agree with Him. And sometimes the best thing you can do is nothing. Because if, if you keep doing what you feel like doing, you're gonna do the wrong thing. You're gonna say the wrong thing. And your words are more powerful than you realize. And they're gonna they're gonna pull you out of agreement. You can't just describe your problem and describe your challenge and tell everybody. You know, it's easy to find people who, who will agree with negativity. It's easy. Maybe, maybe what we need to do is just be quiet for a moment and just remind ourselves of His goodness from the Genesis to Revelation and a couple of thousand years after the book was written. He's never failed anybody. He, he's never failed you. He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. He, you didn't move and He didn't get a forwarding address. He knows right where you are. He knows exactly what you're going through. And he ain't never failed anybody ever. And you're not special enough that he's going to start with you. So you just got to trust him. I mean, we can go to the book and we can read all. I mean, can't we? We can read all kinds of stories of people that face incredible odds. And they win. Because they trust God. Somebody say amen. Go, go to a... a Second Chronicles. Look at chapter 17. Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat begins to reign. And look at verse 3. It says, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David. and He didn't seek the bales. He, he didn't seek the bales and, and he sought God and walked in his commandments, and not according to the acts of Israel. Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand, and all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat, and he had riches and honor and abundance. and His heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. He, he's got it going on, guys. This 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 king has it going on, and and you know, I want to challenge it just because, Tom. I, I don't I don't want to read you know like five chapters this morning, but I, I want you to. I want you to start at chapter seventeen and read all the way through chapter twenty and read these stories. you know, he made some decisions that weren't the best. He he aligned himself with people he shouldn't have, and he ended up fighting in battles that he shouldn't have been anywhere near. And he, he was. He was kind of like us. You know, he wasn't perfect. Look at your neighbor and say, "You're not perfect." It's easier to say that than to say, "I'm not perfect." <laughs> one of the kings, one of the kings that you read about, he he talked him into going into a battle, and and uh, he said, "You know, they're they're hunting they're hunting me out. So what I'd like to do is I'd like you to disguise yourself as me, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just wear normal, you know, gear so I don't look like royalty, okay? And Jehoshaphat's like, cool. <laughs> his daddy called him son, but it wasn't because he was bright. And, and they go out of battle, and, and the guys see, you know, they, they see Jehoshaphat, but they think it's the other guy, and they chase him down, and they're going to kill him, and Jehoshaphat says, hi, guys, and they go, wait, wait a minute, that's Jehoshaphat. And they leave him alone, and out of frustration, a guy just takes his bow, and arrow just shoots an arrow through the sky and that arrow finds its way and kills the other guy wow you know jehoshaphat's got it going on then you get to chapter 20 and in chapter 20 they bring jehoshaphat some news then jehoshaphat the king of judah you read uh Or it it happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon and others with him, besides the Ammonites, they came to battle against Jehoshaphat. And they came and told Jehoshaphat, and they said, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea of Syria. Jehoshaphat feared. Look at verse 3. Jehoshaphat feared. Jehoshaphat feared. You ever feared? Ever been afraid? Ever been kind of shook up a little bit? The odds, some, some scholars say the odds were so stacked against them. It's like 20,000 to one. Dude, that's some odds. You know, think about it. You, you know somebody comes in here right after service and they tell you there's, there's uh, several thousand people outside. And they're here for you. They don't want to take you out to lunch. They just want to take you out. They've surrounded the building. And Jehoshaphat feared. You know, what are the odds that have been stacked against you? Fear, you know, fear isn't the issue. It's how you respond to it that's the issue. You know, the doctor says you're going to die or your spouse says they're going to leave or the banker says you're going under. Or you, you, you could face all kinds of things. But Jehoshaphat, you know, look at this, he feared and he set himself to seek the Lord. You know, what do we go looking for when trouble's at our place? Where do you go? You know, because it, it's human nature to find relief. You got to find relief. Re- remember, some of you guys, some of you guys are mature enough to remember that that commercial how do you spell relief remember r-o-l-a-i-d-s how do you spell relief where do you look when the odds are stacked against you and you know there's absolutely no way you can win this one you've had some battles and you made it through and you felt pretty good but you know you don't have the money you don't have the strength you don't have the friends, you, you haven't got the support, you, you, you don't have, you do not have the ability to win this one. How do you spell relief? Where do you go? Jehoshaphat feared, so he set himself to seek the Lord. And you know you're scared when a preacher calls a fast. So they proclaimed a fast. Look at verse 4. Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Look what he's doing. He's rehearsing some things that he's previously learned. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't you God in heaven? Aren't you the one who rescued us? Aren't you the one who picked us up out of a miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and put a new song, even praise and a God in my mouth? Aren't you the one who translated me out of darkness into the marvelous light of your dear son? Aren't you the one who said, hey, you didn't pick me. I picked you. And if you picked me, aren't you the one that ought to handle this mess? I think it's crazy because most of us, we'd go to God and we'd tell him who we are. Hey, over here. I'm I'm the one that when you said go left, I went right. Remember me? (laughs) Remember when you said shout and I said shut up? Remember when you said give and I said I'm a taker? Remember me? I still need you. a little bit worse right now. Uh, he's reminding God who, who he is. Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before we even got here? You gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend. I love this. Forever. Threw that part in. <laughs> they dwell in it. They built you a sanctuary in it. Aren't you the one that said if disaster comes... We could stand before this temple in your presence, cry to you, and that you would hear us, and that you'd save us? Verse 10. Here we are. Here's all these people. You didn't let us invade them when we came out of the land of Egypt. We left them, and look what they're here to do to us. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession. Hey, this is your city, God. They always talk about taking a city. This is God's city. Here comes the enemy trying to to wreak havoc, and this is your city. We said, as for me and my house, we're serving God. God, this is your house. This is your family. Remember, God, you said children are a blessing of the Lord. Those are yours. (laughs) See that mess over there? That's got your name and fingerprints all over it. God, I haven't touched it. Look at verse twelve. Verse twelve. Won't you judge them? We have no power against these guys. Neither do we know what to do. Ever felt there? I don't. I don't. I can't handle this, and I don't know what to do. But my eyes are on you. Oh, come on! My eyes are on you you know the word worship if you open up the vines expository dictionary the word worship it means to rivet your eyes or attention on someone or something to sit at one's feet even as a dog sits at his master's feet licking his master's hand i know you thought worship meant sing real slow no that's the that's the that's a method we use you know but to get our mind and our thoughts on god he said god We don't know what to do. So we're just going to look at you. We're not going to look at the problem anymore. We are not going to look. We're not going to focus on the problem. We're going to focus on you. Because when I focus on you, my heart gets strong. When I focus on the problem, I get heartburn. When I focus on you, hope begins to rise. But when I focus on the problem, I feel hopeless. So I'm just going to look at you, God. We're just going to stand here. Look at you. Isn't that kind of what we've done? You know, come on, let's just stop the programs and come together on Wednesday nights and focus. Let's just get in the presence of God. Let's just look at God. Let's just get our eyes back on God. It's really interesting what what happens here in this story. We've got a few minutes. Let's read. Look at verse 13. All Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Bede, the son of J, the son of M, the Levite, of the son of A, in the midst of the assembly. Well, I, don't, I just don't have time. And he said, listen. <laughs> listen, all you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. This says the Lord. Do not be afraid. Don't be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. The gods. Somebody say amen. amen. Right there, you know, I'll be waving your hanky or something. Thank you, Jesus. Look, tomorrow, go down against them, and they're surely coming up against you. And he tells them where he's going to find them. Look at verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle. It's really important that you circle the word this. Don't think you're getting out of fighting. I know people who have claimed this scripture for, like, their whole life. No, there's some battles you're going to fight. It's the ones that are bigger than you. It's the ones where you've you've got the word. You've gathered your faith. but, but, But now the storm's on and it's so much bigger than you that you have to look at God. Okay, you won't have to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Don't give up your position. You have victory in Jesus don't give up your appointment, your authority, your, your power, your, your, your anointing. That, that's, in, that's in your appointment. That's why the enemy tries to disappoint you. The prefix dis means to push out or press out of, to get you away from your ability to demonstrate his defeat. Stand. Come on. Stand. Don't change your position. Don't change it. Look, you you started standing on the word. And here comes the enemy to try to talk you out of it. Don't change your position. Well, we've been standing on the word and it ain't working. Oh, be quiet. You're saying the wrong thing. You should shh. Right? Remember that? You give me this and we need this right now. get, Get a grip. Stand. Don't move. And you're going to see the salvation of God. You know that word salvation right there? It's victory. You'll see the victory of God who's with you. The victory of God is already with you. See, here's why the enemy wants you to be distracted. He doesn't want you to know you've already won. You already got it. You already got it. Why is hell so irritated? Because you already got it. He tries to tell you years ago that you would make it, that you would have anything. No, you're just going to stand there and believe God. And then they come and they try to tell you, we're going to turn stuff off and take things away. Well, we're going to stand here and we're going to believe God. We got a word from God. We're gonna st- I'm not giving up my position. And then what happens? You end up with, with, with enough money to buy everybody lunch see Todd after service (laughs) you know life just breaks out in front of why because I'm not going to be afraid I'm not going to be dismayed God's victory is already with me you're going out there you're going out there look at verse 18 Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord and they worshiped God Verse 19 says that the Levites, the priests, the children of of those other guys and them people, and they came down there and they praised the Lord and and, and they got loud and they rose up early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, Believe, 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 believe. What's what's your role? Believe. Here's Here's your role. Believe the Lord you'll be established believe and you shall prosper you shall succeed listen to what he told him to do he said God gave him instructions he says here's how I want you to handle this battle call all the singers together tomorrow don't don't send the soldiers out in front send the singers out there and the, the guys in the infantry went that is God it was was that group that you've never heard amen, and they went, amen. I mean, all of a sudden, you know. And the singers, they're going, (coughs) I got a little little something going on down here. You better, you know, send send him. He likes to solo. He's always wanted to solo. Let him solo. (laughs) 20,001, he's going to go out there and stand in front of those people, and he's going to sing, and we're going to be back here, and that's really good. You know the story. They go out and they start singing. He says, I want you to celebrate the goodness of God, the beauty of His holiness. Holiness. holy." The word holy, the best definition of the word holy is other than. I want you to celebrate the other than of God, that God is so much greater and stronger and more powerful. There's none other like Him. Just just celebrate that. Here's your role. Believe God and celebrate the fact that there ain't no other God like Him. He's Bigger than any problem you got, stronger than any force against you. He, he, he's on your side. His mercy endures forever, and, the, and, and they start singing, and all these other armies turn against each other and start killing one another off. I mean, get the picture. I mean, can't you can't you see a, a nervous little choir out there? Hallelujah! Yeah. you know the vibratos cooking that day. I know what you're thinking. You're you're thinking all the the ladies and and their hair is in a bun and they're in the choir. It was the men. Go read it. Let let me just get up in your stuff for a minute, guys. Well, you know, I'm really not much of a singer. We know. (laughs) We, we, We ain't offering you a microphone. But we are telling you that your life needs to demonstrate the beauty of God's other than this. You, you ought to have a bold countenance on you. You're not intimidated or afraid to lift up holy hands and say, I, I'm a God worshiper. I put my eyes on God. Well, I think religion's a crutch. You know, it's, a, it's an entire life support system. It's not religion that you want anyways. It's relationship they're out there and they're singing and, and and the armies are killing each other off and 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 the more it happens the louder the guys sing and they're they're, they're you know they're they're breaking it out now and everybody's just singing and the armies are killing each other listen one of two things happened that day one either god showed up or two that was the worst worship team that had ever been on a planet I've been in a few churches, you know, in my lifetime. I, I traveled from church to church for years, and I've been in some places I wanted to kill myself to. They were that bad. But, uh, but uh, uh, God comes through. Why? Because well, they knew where to turn. Well, what, what if it hadn't turned out that way? Their eyes were on God. You know, I think sometimes, you know, we're trying to manipulate him, trying to move, trying to make him do something. But the the reality is, no, we just got to get our eyes back on God. Matthew, Matthew, Jesus tells us how to deal with it. He says, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, come to me. He's talking, he's talking to the exhausted, to the wore out, to the, to the guys that have frazzled. Man, you, you've been fighting and fighting, and you are ready to cave in, give up, and quit. And he says, before you do, come here, and I will give you rest. You know what God wants you to have? Peace. Just want you to have peace. But Hebrews 10, back up for just a minute. Uh, 36. I know you think you need a new car, you think you need a new job, you think you, 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 you need a new spouse. God says you have need of patience. I need a breakthrough. You need patience. You've already got victory. You're already blessed. You ain't going to be blessed. You're already blessed. You you already have power. You got enough power to blow the lips off the front of your face. You need patience. You need to remain the same. You need to quit wavering. You need to quit backing down. You need to quit moving all over the place. You just got to take a stand. You just need to stand up. You know what? My eyes are on God. I've got his word. Don't look like anything's changing, so I'll just look at his word. I don't feel any better, but I'm just going to look at his word. I'm, I'm just, right now, I've done everything I can. you got to understand. There are some responsibilities that you and I have, but when we've done them, now it's time to just come to Jesus. We we need remember what they used to call it. We need to have a come to Jesus meeting. You just need to climb up in the lap of your loving Father and allow Him to re-piece you, to put it back together, to let that hope grow again. You Need to take your eyes off the problems and off the situations and off the challenges. You need to realize that victory is not really contingent upon your next action. Because you already have victory. The ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat is going to be found in your ability to trust God. You can't trust him with the little things. It's Pretty hard in the middle of a big one. So, we got to start right where we are. We got to come to Jesus. All you who labor, all you who are heavy laden, what a promise. I will give you peace. He's going to give it to you, He's going to give you rest, He's, he's going to give you a, a vacation in the war zone he's going to give you a break he's going to give you an advantage he's going to give you a hand up he's going to give you a promotion he's going to give you a hope he's going to give you a future he's going to give you a vision he's going to open your eyes to see and dream again he, he's going to restore your faith in those who have let you down he's going to re- refresh the life it's pumping through your veins. You're not going to find it anywhere else. Some of the stuff we've turned to in the past, you know, you just don't get a lot of hope out of a bottle. The no, pills, maybe, that you desperately need, maybe are the gospels. Maybe, maybe, maybe we just need to once again turn and come back to Him and leave all that other stuff that we thought was going to help. Isn't it crazy? We thought, we thought if we could win the argument, we'd be on top. We thought if, we thought, if, you know, if we could medicate the pain, we'd feel better. All we learned is our desperate need for him. Don't live stupid. You know. When we were separated from God, didn't we do some stupid stuff? Don't repeat it. Now that his goodness has connected you, his love has committed you, his spirit has completed you. You need his life to compel you. So come to Jesus, and he'll give you rest. Amen? Amen. I want you to close your eyes and bow your head. I just want to pray for you.